Welcome once again to Live Free Now, livefreenowradio.com. As always, here live on Saturdays in Austin, Texas, on 98.9, The Big Talker. Uh, do you want to say we will be taking calls today? So 512-458-8255. That's 512-458-TALK. We are going to be talking about the wars, the uh, the multiple wars that we're fighting. And we want to talk about this, you know, just from uh, from a number of perspectives. We're going to have uh, Scott Horton from Anti-War Radio on with us today. And he is a Austin resident who uh, has has really been a very consistent voice out there about the war and about, uh, you know, the, now the fact that Obama, the uh, peace president, has uh, turned out to be uh, really not so peaceful at all. So uh, Jason Rink here, as always, John Bush will be joining us today as well. Uh, so what I wanted to kind of launch into today, first of all, is, um, you know, We've got um, a few issues that we just want to talk about. First of all, we've been talking about the TSA quite a bit, and uh, we did have a a nice little demonstration here in Austin, Texas. Uh, you may have heard about this. If not, you can check it out. It's up on the LibertyVoice.com, uh, where there was a little bit of street theater pulled off uh, regarding the TSA, and uh, you can check this video out online. It's getting some uh, some views, but uh, a group of Austin activists went down to the state house. And they went and did some mock uh, pat downs for people there, and uh, that was that was quite entertaining. You need to check it out because what they did was they went ahead and they were just trying to demonstrate to the uh, state house uh, the state house uh, representatives and the senators really what this this grope down and pat downs all about. And last week we had David Simpson, who sponsored. Uh, the the bill that's going through there right now, and I, I believe John's going to give us a little bit of update on on what the status of that is. I believe it is it has got enough votes to pass at this point. We just need to get it reintroduced to the special uh, session. But we do have an opportunity here with the TSA pat downs to uh, try to get rid of those in Texas. And what we talked about with David Simpson last week is that this isn't really a you know. Uh, federal government law, so to speak, that needs to be overturned. It's really an administrative bureaucratic uh, policy. And so this isn't, um, you know, nullification in the purest sense. It's really just a, trying to get a, a policy to be changed and doing that by introducing uh, felony or misdemeanor charges against these federal agents for violating our Fourth Amendment rights when we want to travel and and that sort of thing. So we've got some updates on that TSA uh, making progress. We do want to just put a shout out to uh, the concerned citizens in the Austin, Texas area who have really done everything they can to make this happen and, and to start pushing for this to to happen here in Texas and try to set the stage for uh, this to uh, gain more momentum across the country. Uh, some other states are looking to introduce similar types of legislation, so uh, that's a, a pretty cool deal. We are going to also have our Too Much Government News segment, uh, as always, sponsored by Interfood.com, and uh, you know we always are trying to reveal how the government is is really overstepping its bounds and how the asinine laws and policies that the government implements really uh, sort of undermines uh, any genuine rule of law. So that's kind of where we're going, but we are going to dedicate the first three segments of this program to the war issue and what's going on. And I, uh, I do have a report here I do want to, to uh, mention. 
The White House denies violating War Powers Act uh, in report to Congress on Libya. And apparently uh, what the Barack Obama is saying is that that we are currently not in violation of the War Powers Act and that the, the Libyan conflict is, is apparently uh, entirely constitutional at this point and is entirely legitimate. Uh, so I do want to get some insights from Scott Horton on what he thinks on the whole Libyan conflict, what he thinks about uh, the anti-war movement as a whole in America, and really moving into the uh, 2012 elections, uh, finding out, uh, you know, really who are the legitimate anti-war candidates here. Uh, so let me go ahead and introduce Scott Horton right now. Uh, Scott Horton again from Anti-War Radio. Uh, Scott, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me, Jason. Yeah, no problem. It's great. We're uh, we're big fans of the work that you've done there and everything. So why don't you first just introduce yourself, introduce when you got involved in the anti-war movement and 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 when you got involved in in really sort of owning this issue of anti-war and making the war really a, a focus of, of your program and really your, your life's work? Well, ever since I was young, I always thought foreign policy was the most important thing. Uh, America's relationship with the rest of the world being the number one determining factor in how we live our lives here, even though, you know, so many times people don't think of foreign policy at all. You know, if you're interested in foreign policy and that's your thing, then it matters. Otherwise, you live your whole life. You don't even have to know, you know, what other countries in the world even are. You know what I mean? Look at the polls. People don't even know. Um, and yet it's the most important thing in determining uh, specifically our liberty and our prosperity here. Uh, and then when I found Antiwar.com in 1999, I thought, wow, look, libertarians got a hold of the URL Antiwar.com first. It must have been in 1995. It's definitely not... Um, you know, a bunch of uh, uh, give peace a chance and naive sort of hippie anti-war writing there. Uh, The head writer, Justin Raimondo, considers himself an old right libertarian, uh, wrote a book called Reclaiming the American Right. And, uh, you know, our slogan there at antiwar.com, which I'm now a part of, is uh, war is the health of the state, which comes from an essay by Randolph Bourne back when uh, Woodrow Wilson was getting, getting us involved in World War I. And uh, he talked about how it's during war that the state really comes into its own and demands total obedience and allegiance and uh, assumes total control, at least to the degree that it chooses, over the economy, over the society, over people's rights. You began the show with your big introduction about the TSA. Well, why do we have a TSA? We have a TSA because of the war on terror. And why do we have a war on terror? Because America's basically inherited the British Empire after World War II. And we've done everything we can to maintain it, particularly in the Middle East there. And uh, then we suffer terrorist attacks as a consequence of that. And then that determines how it is when we show up at the airport to fly from, you know, uh, from Austin to Oklahoma City or something. We have to be, uh, you know, uh, treated as though we all could be Mohammed Atta or whatever. And there are Mohammed Atta's out there, but it's because of our foreign policy that puts uh, arms manufacturers and banking interests and uh, pretty little uh, medals and ribbons for generals first, and America last. Well, you're you sound like you're part of the blame America crowd, right? Here, here, here it is. We're to blame for for our own, for the terrorists that are out there, and and that's what the the pat answer seems to be from the right a lot of times when you start to suggest that maybe there's something that we've done as a nation over the last 50, 60 years uh, in our foreign policy that's 
that's bringing some chickens home to roost. And, you know, what I like to remind those uh, those conservatives and those Republicans is the words of some of the founders. You know, you talk about James Madison, where he talked about how war is the most feared thing when it comes to the to liberty, uh, because it's the germ from which is sprouts all of these other oppressions, taxes and standing armies and debt and all of these things that are, uh, you know, detrimental to our liberty at home. And they, the founders also talked about how it's the instruments of dominating uh, other nations through foreign war that typically come back to, you know, ins- you know, uh, become instruments of tyranny here at home. And, and that's exactly what you're talking about. When you talk about the TSA and, and all of the illegal wiretapping and, and, and the American people being seen as the potential terrorists, that's just a result of that foreign policy that the founders warned us about. Yeah. And as far as blame America first and all that, I mean, these are all you know, emotional slogans. But I think especially now you can see in our current political situation, when we have a Democrat in power, all of a sudden it's not so hard for Republicans to see just how corrupt and inept the Pentagon is and the and the war policy is. So just, you know what, forget the Bush presidents, forget Ronald Reagan for a minute. Let's just pretend we've had nothing but Jimmy Carter's and Bill Clinton's and Barack Obama's for the last 30 years. Okay, now is it possible that bombing Iraq for a decade straight from bases just over the horizon from Mecca and Medina on the holy peninsula of Saudi Arabia might have got us into this mess? Hey, does it matter that it was in fact Bill Clinton who was ritually bombing Iraq for eight years leading up to the September 11th attacks? Can we blame Bill? Right. It's it's not so hard. But when George Bush is the president now, all of a sudden, hey, you better read the book of Romans where it says as long as the Republicans are president, you have to do what he says and pay your taxes and shut up when our boys are out in the field or else you're on the side of the terrorists and all this nonsense. But now it's Barack Obama's war. And look, Republicans are defecting in mass from the war party. Why would they support the war in Libya, for example, uh, which he touched on the illegality of that at the start of the show? What's to support about it? If it was George W. Bush, we should all click our heels and salute. But when it's Barack Obama, it's just as ridiculous as when George Bush invades Iraq. Not as deadly yet, but still. Well, yeah, and this is this is really putting, uh, I think, people in both the, the Republican and Democrat parties uh, in a very strange situation because you've got Republicans now who, if they want to be consistent, they, they pretty much have to support the wars of Obama. Uh, you know, and to be consistent with what they did during the Bush years. And for Democrats who supported Barack Obama, who either because they believed he was going to end the wars and change the foreign policy or simply because they just wanted to see, you know, their team in power. Now they're in a position where they've got to say, OK, well, wait a minute. Uh, what really has changed? Has Barack Obama uh, fulfilled the promises that that he campaigned on? And and now this whole left-right paradigm is starting to break down on this issue of war, and we start to see that, well, maybe the war party is, is really all there is, is that the Democrats and the Republicans are just a part of the war party. And so, you know, is the military-industrial complex really the, the biggest force to be reckoned with? And is that the, the biggest constituency uh, and most influential constituency in America. This is not an issue of left and right anymore. It's an issue of, you know, can we sustain an empire? Can we sustain wars on multiple fronts that are not constitutionally de- declared, that are interventionist wars of aggression, not wars of defense, and that everything done in the name of the U.S. military may not be 
in the name of defending the United States of America. This is what we want to talk about today. This is what we have Scott Horton on here from antiwarradio.com. We're going to keep him over here uh, the next two segments. So if you do have any questions or comments for Scott Horton, 512-458-8255. This is a Live Free Now radio show, and we'll be right back. Hey, Jason, did you know that the dollar of today is worth only three cents compared to the dollar of 1913? Yeah, I heard that same thing. Why is that? Well, in 1913, the Federal Reserve Bank was created and given the power to create infinite money out of thin air. Oh, so the more dollars that are created, the less my dollars are worth. Isn't that what inflation is? Precisely. So what's a guy to do? Well, Jason, for the past year, I've been buying silver, and i got to tell you, it's one of the best investments I've ever made. I'm sold. Tell me where I can get this silver. Well, I go to Capital Coin and Bullion. It's located on 7304 Burnett Road, right next to the Ichiban Sushi and just south of Genie Car Wash. They always have great deals on silver, gold, and rare coins of all sorts. Can I call them to get more information? You sure can. You can contact Capital Coin and Bullion at 512-371-5884. Ask for Chad or Becky. So that's 512-371-5884? That's correct. Well, I'm going to stick it to the Federal Reserve. I'm going to Capital Coin and Bullion today. Be sure to tell them Live Free Now sent you. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers. From LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. Libertystickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to Live Free Now, LiveFreeNowRadio.com. John Bush here with Jason Rink and Scott Horton. And we're rocking and rolling, moving and grooving, chatting about uh, anti-war, the wars, anti-war movement, uh, the left versus right. Uh, Real quick, maybe give us a rundown. A lot of people think we're only involved in Iraq and Afghanistan, and now Libya is getting some coverage. But there are a couple unknown wars, uh, like what's going on in Pakistan and Yemen. Maybe you could fill the listener in on some of that, because it doesn't get a lot of coverage these days. Yeah, I would call it five and a half, six, depending on how you want to count it. There's Iraq, where they're determined to stay. Now, the the deal that Bush signed swore that we would have every last soldier out by the end of this year. But as you can read in McClatchy newspapers and other great sources, Hillary Clinton is building her own private army of uh, 6,000-something mercenaries. Uh, They are intent on keeping that embassy. And uh, astute readers of the newspaper's back pages will see that uh, Robert Gates and uh, Admiral Mullen, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, continue to insist that they're going to figure out a way to get Nouri al-Maliki, the prime minister of Iraq, to invite us 
to continue to stay. And they'll probably kill him if he won't. Uh, so we're not leaving Iraq. I say Ron Paul out of Iraq, uh, Ron Paul 2012, because Barack Obama is not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as Afghanistan, of course, he did the surge and escalated the war there. We got right about 100,000 troops there. They're supposed to start pulling them out uh, next month. But then they say, oh, it's going to take till 2014 or something before we're done there, 2015 at other times. And uh, as you mentioned, of course, that war has expanded across the border into Pakistan, mm-hmm. not just a, a single SEAL team raid to get Osama bin Laden, mm-hmm. but of course, the, the Joint Special Operations Command, the CIA and Blackwater and other mercenary groups have been running around all over mm-hmm. Pakistan. Uh, killing people mostly with robots, yeah. uh, with the drones. Terminator which, 2 style. I mean, you got to figure that's the least fair fight in the history of the world where you got uh-huh. a guy in a trailer in Nevada in a lazy boy chair playing video games and they have women and children dying on the other end. And we wonder why people want to do suicide attacks against us. Um, uh, and then, of course, as you say, there's this war in Yemen, which has been going on for a long time. Um, in fact, uh, Barack Obama had done an entire month-long campaign of drone strikes against uh, so-called al-Qaeda on the Arabian Peninsula in Yemen in November and December 2009, leading up to the attempted Christmas Day attack uh, by Abdul Mutalab, the, the airplane over Detroit. They say he was put on the plane in Yemen. I don't know if they ever really proved that. Never mind uh, who helped him change planes in the Netherlands. That's a whole other radio show, I think. But uh, um but uh, there was a piece just uh, this last week by Mark Mazzetti in the New York Times explaining how, to hear the CIA tell it, they're just getting started on their brand new drone oh. war in Yemen. And I guess there's questions as to, you know, the politics between the Joint Special Operations Command and CIA over who gets to be in charge of killing who. But, of course, Yemen is in the middle of this giant revolution, and you have the North and the South have these major secessionist movements, the Houthi Shiites in the North and the socialist uh, former Soviet-backed types in the South of Yemen. And then in the capital city, you got 100,000 people in the streets virtually every day. Uh, the, the president's been ousted, at least for now. And, and while all this is going on, our, our, I should say, the U.S.-backed puppet dictator, Saleh, has been wounded and is in Saudi Arabia now, has been ousted for now. Uh, and during all of this, the CIA and the JSOC, I guess, figure it's the best time to continue cranking up their drone strike policy against al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, which, if it exists at all, really couldn't possibly mm-hmm. be more than a few dozen guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you really wanted there to be such a thing as al-Qaeda in Yemen, most of these people have never even heard of North America in their entire lives. They have mm-hmm. no idea about any of this stuff. You want to you make enemies out of them? Why not fly robots around dropping cluster bombs on their wives and their children for a little while and see yeah. what happens there? And then, of course, there's the, the massive blunder into Libya and uh, the, the five and a half or six there that I would count the sixth as the war in Somalia, mm-hmm. which is a proxy war that Dick Cheney and George Bush started in Christmas 2006 um, by and the WikiLeaks show this now. They really twisted the Ethiopian's arm and made them do it for us, mm-hmm. invade Somalia and basically to no good end they've just completely turned the society upside down mm-hmm. starved a million people to death created hundreds and hundreds of thousands of refugees mm-hmm. destroyed Mogadishu and here's the weakest little society on the face of the planet just finally getting its act together uh-huh. with the most minimalist ground up like the uncles and grandfathers and religious leaders from the neighborhood finally got mm-hmm. a monopoly on power kicked all the warlords and highwaymen out mm-hmm. 
America comes in, the most powerful country, the most powerful empire in the history of mankind, comes and takes this tiny little country, as per the Ladine Doctrine, and slams them up against the wall yeah. just to prove that we can. Yeah. And at least hundreds of thousands have been killed in that madness, and it still goes on. The mm -hmm. so-called government we're propping up in Mogadishu controls two or three city blocks mm -hmm. and will continue to send... Uh, you know, as Barack Obama has hundreds of tons of arms mm -hmm. and uh, uh, pallets of CIA Money. cash to keep this thing going. Yep. Yep. It's it's definitely a boondoggle. And the funny thing is all this information is out there, but a lot of people just have they're so blindsided by nationalism that they won't even allow themselves to look for the information to prove themselves wrong. But let's hit a little bit back on Afghanistan. A lot of people think that that's the just war that we ought to be in uh, because of what happened on 9-11. Maybe this is a defensive war. But besides uh, the point of whether we ought to be there or not, what happens when empires like the British or the Russian, uh, the Soviet Union, what happens when they go to Afghanistan? Do they, or do Genghis they, Khan or Alexander, for Sure, that keep it, keep it is, even more old this school. This is the graveyard of empires. This is, and, and look, you know, there's just no mystery about this at all. In fact, you could go to a, a Rolling Stone piece from last summer where one of bin Laden's sons, who's, you know, not following in his footsteps, is, uh, does this interview with Rolling Stone in a nightclub in Syria. And he explains that, look, my father's dream was to lure the United States into Afghanistan. They had such a great success, of course, with the United States' help in the 1980s by breaking the back of the Soviet empire mm -hmm. on those mountains and bleeding them to bankruptcy and then forcing their empire out altogether. Mm -hmm. And they said, we'll do this again. All we need is to believe in Allah and a box full of AK-47s and we can bring down the most powerful empire. Mm -hmm. So how do we do it? Well, we'll blow up some embassies. Oh, that didn't work. We'll blow up the USS Cole. That didn't work. Finally, they smack us in the mouth hard enough on September 11th to provoke the American people into saying, oh, we'll teach you. We'll invade and occupy Central Asia forever, mm -hmm. which is, of course, exactly what they wanted to happen. And there's just no mystery about this. In fact, bin Laden, in a, a recording that came out a couple of years ago, said, look, if you want to understand what this is about, read Michael Scheuer's book, Imperial Hubris. Mm -hmm. Who's Michael Scheuer? He's the former head bin Laden hunter in America. He's the guy that gave Bill Clinton 10 chances to kill bin Laden before September 11th. You wonder what Sandy Berger was stealing in his sock and those documents that Sandy Berger stole. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, Michael Scheuer quit the CIA and he wrote this book called Imperial Hubris, Why the West is Losing the War on Terror, because we got it all wrong. This is a reaction to our foreign policy. It's a tactic. Terrorism is a tactic used by this very small group of pirates, basically, this, you know, in an asymmetrical fashion to to provoke an overreaction. Same as the IRA, same as the Red Brigades. That's what it's all about. The action is in the reaction. So you get the giant to blunder mm -hmm. uh, into the dark alley where, uh, you know, all your friends are waiting for him sort of strategy. Mm -hmm. And it's worked perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something you hit on in a great speech uh, out in uh, Nullify Now, L.A. You can check that out at the Foundation for a Free Society YouTube channel, The F, the number four FS. And we'll be right back, folks. This is Live Free Now. We're chatting with Scott Horton of antiwarradio.com.
Welcome back. Welcome back to the program. Live Free Now. LiveFreeNowRadio.com is the website where you can check out our previous podcasts with a bunch of great guests. Bringing you the news, views, and tools you can use to live a more free and prosperous life. And, you know, sometimes it's difficult to live freely and live prosperously when the nation you live in is involved in multiple foreign wars of aggression and empire building. And during the break, we were chatting about that speech that you gave out, out in L.A., which was uh, was pretty strong. And it was a, a strongly, you know, majority of the audience was a conservative mindset, Tea Party organizations, 912. It was a Nullify Now event for the Tenth Amendment. You can check out Tenth Amendment Center. Dot com for more info on that front. But uh, you said that maybe you overlooked a little bit, really breaking down the fact that the United States of America is an empire, uh, you know, the, the last remnants of the Anglo-American establishment. And a lot of people, when you bring that up and you say, you know, we're living in an empire, we need to stop these wars of empire. Uh, a lot of conservatives laugh and they say, we're not an empire, boy. What are you talking about? Maybe you could. The first time I was exposed to that idea was through uh, Chalmers Johnson, Empire of Bases. And he just breaks it down. And while we may not actually have physical, well, we do have physical control and uh, financial control through the IMF and all that good stuff. Maybe you could break down empire bases. Why are, is the United States of America an empire and why? Yeah. Well, first of all, you're right that conservatives just hear that and just, you know, they think it's silly and there's good Commie reason. lefty. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, during the whole Cold War, the only person really, the only people you could ever hear calling America an empire were people who were communists. And mm-hmm. so, it wasn't just conservatives. Anybody wasn't a communist. would just roll their eyes and say, yeah, yeah, right. Come on. We're trying to protect the people of South Vietnam here or mm-hmm. whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, uh, and this is the deal with Chalmers Johnson. He was a cold warrior. He called himself a spear carrier for empire mm-hmm. uh, after the fact. It was when the Cold War ended. Uh, people like Pat Buchanan and Jude Winiski and uh, a lot of the guys that we now call the paleo-conservative movement really broke away from the rest of the conservative movement and said, hey, if the Warsaw Pact is gone and the Russians brought all their tanks back behind the Ural Mountains, then why do we still have NATO? Mm-hmm. We ought to get rid of NATO immediately. Even Gene Kirkpatrick, the former neocon, said, now we can be a normal country in a normal time. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. The first thing they did was proclaim a new world order and invade Iraq mm-hmm. uh, and lie us into it, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, you know, claiming they were we're on the verge of invading Saudi Arabia and all that. We have these satellite photos we can't show you, but trust us. And well, then they give uh, Saddam the nod to invade Kuwait as yeah, well. Yeah, in the first place. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, and, uh, and uh, of course, right around that time, Dick Cheney and it was Paul Wolfowitz and Richard Pearl working for him mm-hmm. uh, in the Pentagon when he was the Secretary of Defense that wrote up the defense planning guidance. Uh-huh. This is how America should deal with the post-Soviet era. And that is that instead of having a bipolar world, the U.S. and, uh, you know, D.C. and Moscow, now we have a unipolar world, D.C. And we don't even need the U.N. Security Council. We have the National Security Council and we can do whatever the hell we want. And they couldn't wait to, you know, get, you know, after the Bill Clinton years to get in power and to exercise it. Mm -hmm. So uh, Chalmers Johnson saw through this and Mm -hmm. went back and looked at the history of the Cold War, too, and said, wow, it wasn't all just defensive containing of communism either. Mm-hmm. That was empire, too. Yeah. What happened was during World War II, the entire world burnt to the ground. America was left standing. And so we had, you know, inherited the entire earth as our export markets and all this. We had all this tremendous growth mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, weren't affected by any of that. Meanwhile, the French and the Belgian and the British and the Japanese and the German empires were all completely bankrupt. And we inherited them all. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Soviet Union and, and the Chinese got a third of the world, and we got two-thirds. Mm-hmm. And that's why you can count them up. A thousand 
U.S. military bases outside of this country. That's Nobody knows how many in this country. A thousand outside. Yeah. In uh, out of a uh, hundred ninety-two or ninety-three countries in the world, depending whether you count South Sudan this week. Uh, that's 135 countries in the world. America is the greatest empire in the history of mankind times 100. Mm-hmm. We have complete military, political, economic, even cultural dominance mm-hmm. on every in every country on on every continent mm-hmm. on this planet. Period. Yeah. And uh, and when you look at the Clinton years, what he inherited from George Bush Sr. and what he continued, which got us into this uh, war on terrorism, you know, a lot of people think, hey, you saw those planes that came out of the clear blue sky that day on September 11th. History started that day. But no, it was Bill Clinton using the Air Force and Army bases in Saudi Arabia to enforce the blockade against Iraq that mm-hmm. led to our problems with our former friends, the Mujahideen. Mm-hmm. And uh, bin Laden titled his first declaration of war back in 1996. And, you know, CNN and ABC News interviewed him at the time. You can go back and read all that back in 96. And the thing is called the Declaration of War Against the Americans Occupying the Land of the Two Holy Places. And it's not very subtle. You mm-hmm. don't even actually have to read the text. Mm-hmm. It says, we hate you for your foreign policy is the title of it. Mm-hmm. And they lied us into Saudi Arabia in the first place like we just talked about. And then they lied and pretended Saddam Hussein was Hitler, a threat to the rest of the region, and, and for that matter, the United States for a decade. Mm-hmm. They killed a million people through the blockade in the 90s. Then they killed another people with this last war. And mm-hmm. so as long as we accept this false premise that somehow, you know, we're the sleeping giant like before World War II, between mm-hmm. the world wars, yeah. and that somehow they started it and just dragged us into this mess. And all we need to do regime changes and create democracies over there so that the people don't want to be terrorists anymore and all this nonsense. We're going to suffer more massive terrorist attacks. People mm-hmm. are going to be able to sneak through the net. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to take a machine gun to a mall or crash a tanker truck into Disneyland or some kind of crazy thing if that's what somebody's really determined to do it can't be stopped as long as we continue making new enemies or we could take everybody's freedoms away well that, tra- that doesn't seem to be working <laughs> no you know? it doesn't work at all yeah, they 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 take away the freedom of the americans and the pakistanis and uh-huh. lo and behold pakistani american faisal shahzad goes to pakistan sees some rotting burning corpses on the ground and then comes back to the united states and tries to bomb the times square mm. you know and in fact you know what every time the fbi entraps one of these idiots uh-huh. into doing one of these so-called like terrorist attacks uh-huh. they don't say don't you hate americans freedom don't you hate america for being free don't you want to blow it up they say don't you hate what they're doing to the people of iraq don't mm. you hate what Israel's doing to the people of Palestine. Mm-hmm. Don't you hate what the what the suffering going on in Afghanistan? That's how the FBI recruits these idiots into mm-hmm. these entrapment cases. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's, this whole thing about they hate us because we're the good guys is a lie, and they knew it was a lie. That's Everybody propaganda. knows it's a lie in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, you've, you've touched on the philosophy. I think we got about four minutes before we go to the break. And if anybody wants to call in, the phone number is 512-458-TALK. That's 512-458-8255. And you've mentioned a couple times the philosophy of the old right. And unfortunately, uh, you know, before 9-11, but especially after 9-11, conservatism took a skew towards neoconservatism, taking up the banner that, you know, we need to fill the gap and become a, a global hegemony, basically, or at least prevent the... Uh, emergence of a, a regional hegemon. Uh, but back in the day, even before the paleocons, there was this philosophy of the old right uh, that Ron Paul's trying to you know, throw back into the Republican Party, and he's making quite, quite the waves with that. Maybe you could just break down that philosophy, what it's all about, who are some of its proponents. Well, it's a fascinating story. I highly recommend Reclaiming the American Right by Justin Raimondo. Uh, you can read all about the old right uh, by uh, Murray Rothbard, uh, The Betrayal of the American Right. The entire book is there at lourockwell.com. And uh, basically, the old right was a coalition of anti-New Dealers 
and anti-World War Tours. Mm-hmm. And most anti-World of, War Two. Most of them <gasps> were both. Yeah, that was back when it was a conservative constitutionalist position to be against FDR dragging us into another world war in mm-hmm. Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, so, you know, there's a lot of, you know, the American First Committee gets maligned as a bunch of pro-Hitlerites or something like that, but it mm-hmm. couldn't be further from the truth. The guy who was who ran the whole thing was John T. Flynn, who had written for The Nation magazine. Mm-hmm. And basically, during the New Deal, it was the realignment. There was a giant consensus. All the liberals, all the progressives, all the conservatives, everybody was for Roosevelt and the New Deal. Mm-hmm. The only people who were left out were the hardcore classical liberals, the Ron Paulians of the their day, radicals. the libertarians, sure, basically. Sure. And so um, I don't know if people are too familiar with the names Garrett Garrett or uh, Albert J. Nock. Uh, Garrett Garrett wrote The People's Pottage. Uh, which is uh, highly recommended. You can read the thing free online. It's in in three part in three parts. Uh, the revolution was X America and rise of empire. Right Brilliant on. stuff. You can right read on. it all online. Uh, then there was uh, Albert J. Knock, mm-hmm. of course, who wrote As Strong. We Go Marching and Our Enemy, the State. That's um, a good one. Yeah, everybody uh, should read it. Let's go ahead and take this call real quick, uh, sure. Scott. Uh, Michael, you're on the air. Do you have a call uh, question for uh, Scott Horton? Uh, yes, I heard you mention something about the New World Order. Is that something that you seriously believe in? Well, the thing is, it means a lot of things to a lot of people. In most conspiracy theory lore, it means a single world state, and I think probably there's not much consensus for that in, in D.C. or anywhere around the world right now. But as used by George Bush Sr. and Dick Cheney back at the beginning of the 1990s, what they meant was America will be the world empire, we will be the one world government, we will have the one world army, and no one will ever stand against us. They will join us or die, like uh, the, uh, the evil empire in Star Wars. That's basically yeah. the riff. Yeah, and the- that, as you said, we will prevent the rise of any near-peer competitor. Mm-hmm. So even if Russia and China and Australia and India and the EU all want to somehow join together and make an army that could equal ours, no, we'll bomb them mm-hmm. first. We will never let anyone come anywhere near our military power on Earth. That's what it means to me. That's a credible definition of it, if it ever meant really anything. I think that was the original George Bush definition. That from was the, the George Bush Senior. What sure. do you think about the New World Order, Michael? Uh, well, you know, I'm with you about that. I've just heard a lot of conspiracy theories considering the New World Order. And, like, it has to do with 9-11 and all that stuff. Well, there's Basically, a lot of vagary built in, right? Yeah, like, I was just making sure that you weren't... It was what you were talking about the conspiracy theory that I about no i mean there was a time in history where a lot of socialist utopians in america used to after all have a lot of sway during the roosevelt years for example Mm -hmm. they really wanted to see the united nations become a one world federal government at the end of world war ii they wanted a permanent alliance with uncle joe stalin and then it was after world war ii the arms industries that had grown so powerful during the war decided they would rather have a cold war against stalin than a permanent alliance Mm -hmm. with him and so they went the other way and i think that was really the Mm -hmm. last time that anyone powerful really considered that we would have a, a real one-world state would have been back then in the very first years after World War II. Right on, right on. All right, folks. Well, thanks for the call. We got another some uh, Heather on the other side of the break. This is the Live Free Now radio show chatting with Scott Horton, antiwarradio.com. We'll be right back. Attention Big Talker listeners. Want to get the real information on the agenda behind the Obama administration's policies? 
Brave New Books, Austin's own fiercely independent bookstore, has the resources you need to understand the Federal Reserve, international banking, and the forces behind President Obama. Brave New Books is located a block south of UT at 1904 Guadalupe Street. Contact us at 480-2503 or at bravenewbookstore.com. Jason Rink and John Bush here to introduce you to a brand new sponsor of the Live Free Austin radio show, Enterfood. Yeah, Jason, Enterfood is a powder mix of various green superfoods which utilizes all natural and organic ingredients in order to provide you the boost of energy you need to make it through the day. That's right. With ingredients like organic spirulina, organic chlorella, and organic barley and wheatgrass, you're sure to catch a buzz on life after drinking this mix. Best of all, it's made with non-heated ingredients. It's gluten-free and caffeine-free, so you'll get the best of what nature has to offer. No funny genetically modified nonsense. So check out enterfood.com or call 1-866-762-9238 to learn more about this green superfood powder and also check out their other invigorating health mixes and coffees. That's right. Enterfood isn't the only thing in the Enter Health Botanicals lineup. You got to check out the organic coconut powder and organic skincare lines. Go ahead and give it a try. Call 1-866-762-9238 or visit enterfood.com today. And tell them Live Free Austin sent you. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Live Free Now Radio. Bringing you the news, views, and tools you can use to live a more free and prosperous life. And I just had one more quick comment for Michael if he's still listening in. I happen to subscribe to the belief that uh, there are powerful forces at the highest levels of government, financial, and media that actually are trying to create a uh, supranational global government. And a lot of times they use the United Nations through. We've covered Agenda 21 on the past, but we'll save that for the flip side. But I believe, yeah, as you were saying, the original term, as George W. Bush, George H. W. Bush said, uh, in these troubling times, a new world order can arise. They were talking about the whole power position and, and hegemony. Uh, we have Heather here on the line. We're going to go to her here in a sec. But Scott, I wanted to let you uh, plug the websites, how people can check out. You do a radio show also. People can check that out. Yeah, I'm on uh, the Liberty Radio Network from 11 to 2, Monday through Friday, and you can find the archives of all my interviews at antiwar.com slash radio. Right on. And, um, in fact, I guess all my archives going back to the day Baghdad fell, uh, April 9th, 2003, are available at scotthortonshow.com. It's about 1,900 interviews, something nice, like that nice. nowadays. And you've been around the anti-war movement for quite some time. Maybe you can just give us a quick you know, a prediction or where do you see the future of the anti-war going? I know there's a strong libertarian resurgence that's kind of consistently keeping it trucking along because you know, the lefties go away when Obama came in power and uh, you know, the same thing. Uh, but wh- where do you see the anti-war movement going? Well, you know, Jason mentioned before you know, what I think is the basis for, um, well, I shouldn't say basis because now I have to say for a broad-based uh, you know, us versus them realignment in this country, this liberalism versus conservatism, you know, country versus rock and roll, uh, you know, kind of uh, Christians versus hipsters or whatever kind mm-hmm. of political divisions. Uh, that stuff is getting so tired. And I think probably because of the Internet and just the way information is so readily available now, the picture is just becoming so clear that it's the, you know, agribusiness, the healthcare industry, banking, the military industrial complex, they control our national government. Mm-hmm. They've made it the co- most corrupt institution since the Soviet Union fell, probably. And, uh, you know, that's what's destroying the United States. They're destroying our prosperity. They're destroying our Bill of Rights for all time. Mm-hmm. And they're getting a bunch of people killed for nothing. Uh, they're 
they're you know making major change the ripple effects throughout our society all these mm-hmm. unemployment rates all these bankrupt businesses that means a lot of divorces that means mm-hmm. a lot of foster kids that means a lot of suicides that means things mm-hmm. rippling down and it's because the people who are the most powerful have a stranglehold on our national government mm-hmm. and they use it you know as a giant billy club against us and everybody else in the world so mm-hmm. it ought to be pretty easy to see that either you're a Lockheed stockholder or you're not Mm-hmm. You're either one of us or one of them. And that's why I'm so excited about the the Ron Paul thing is because he is way better than the left on everything that the left is supposed to be good on. Mm-hmm. The Bill of Rights and foreign intervention, et cetera, like mm-hmm. that. Uh, bailouts for bankers. Liberals uh-huh. ought to be against that. Aren't those bankers all rich, white, Republican, uh, yeah. conservatives? Yeah. Why would we bail them out, right? Uh-huh. That's a good left wing issue. And he's better than the right wing on everything that the right wing is supposed to be good on. Mm-hmm. Bailouts for bankers, the Constitution. Uh, you know, foreign intervention, mm-hmm. fiscal conservatism and all of these things. And so, you know, it, it's got to be a really hard time to be Rick Santorum or something when you don't know nothing other than you're, you uh, thought your lines were kill them all. But now that's not playing anymore sure. because Ron Paul's getting up there and say, no, no, killing them all is what's destroying us. Yeah. And the whole audience is going, yeah, you know, that yeah. old man's making sense to that's me, great. you know. I'm finally listening to him for a change. Yeah, and these thoughts, you know, they may seem radical, but these are not un-American thoughts that we're expressing here. What's un-American is sitting on your hands while the information's out there and watching your country go by the wayside, your freedoms and the uh, the future that your children and future generations will inherit. That's why we appreciate the work you guys do at Anti-War Radio, and we appreciate you coming on the show. And if you want to stick around ride shotgun, we're going to run through too much government news here in a second, which is sponsored by Interfood. I want to give a quick shout-out to CapitalCoinAndBullion.com, CapitalCoinAndBullion.com, located right here in the heart of Central Texas. You can go there to get uh, silver, gold, numismatic coins. We've been getting the silver dimes like crazy. It's a wonderful way to protect your value from the Federal Reserve value-stealing notes. So check out CapitalCoinAndBullion.com. But real quick, we're going to go to Heather Fazio of uh, Texans for Accountable Government. She's been working diligently to uh, get this anti-groping TSA bill passed. Uh, and unfortunately, we've hit a roadblock in Rick Perry. She's actually got some breaking news here. You'll hear it first on the Live Free Now radio show. We've been keeping up with this issue. And again, this is all tied back in with government, uh, with foreign intervention that we've been doing, ticking a lot of people off. And, it, you know, we really need to look at ourselves for a lot of these problems because now the state is looking into our pants because of it. So, Heather, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm great. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me on. Right. So uh, Perry uh, had said on the record that if he were to get a majority support in the House and the Senate for this anti-groping TSA bill, that he would add it to the special session call, which I believe ends on June 30th. And I guess just last night or yesterday, uh, he was confronted and he was asked uh, what's going on with that. And maybe you could tell us about that. Yeah, it was actually this morning at a book signing. Um, He has that book uh, set up, and he was in New Orleans doing a book signing. And Wesley Strachbein, he works with TSATyranny.com, and they've been following this bill just as diligently as Texans for Accountable Government has. And so they drove through the night last night to get to New Orleans so that they bring their fed-up books and, and, and ask him what's going on with this bill. Um, earlier this week, it was announced that we do, in fact, have the votes on both the Senate and the House side. And this bill will pass if brought up for special session. You'll recall it stalled out during the regular session when the Department of Justice threatened Texas with a no-fly zone. Mm-hmm. Completely false 
empty threat. And I think that we, the te- Texans definitely see right through it. And now, with all the phone calls and emails that have flooded the state capitol, um, our representatives and our senators understand that we have their back and that we are not backing down from this. Mm-hmm. We want this bill passed. We want our our children and our wives and our families protected when they're traveling, when they're exercising their right to travel freely. So this morning when asked if he would bring it up, he said, no, we don't have the votes. And Wesley reminded him that, yes, in fact, we do. Or maybe not reminded him, maybe this was new information for him. He says, yes, we do, in fact, have the votes. The authors on both the Senate and the House side have said that they do have the votes to pass it. And Rick Perry, to that, he responded that we simply don't have time, which is a complete falsehood. This special session is at his call. Mm-hmm. This is at his discretion. And if the bills don't pass that he wants passed, he can call another special special session. He's done it in the past, and he can very much do it again. Mm-hmm. So what can the listeners do that are upset with this particular issue? What can they do to put the pressure on Perry? What we've got to do is keep those emails and those phone calls going to his office. You can um, call 512 463 2000 is his phone number. There's not going to be anybody in the office right now, but you can definitely leave a message. And then call back again Monday. Call again Tuesday. Tell everyone you know to be calling um, because it is making a difference, and he needs to know that we are not backing down from this, and we fully expect him to bring this up for a special session. Um, you can visit tsatyranny.com or supportdignity.com uh, for more information about where these bills stand and what else you can do. Great, great. All right, Heather. Well, thanks a lot for the update. And again, we appreciate the work that you do and what Texans for Accountable Government doing in uh, TSA Tyranny. You can check out tagtexas.org for more info on that and where you can get the contact information to contact Rick Perry. And also check out TSA Tyranny. They've been following this issue for quite some time. All right, folks, we've got about three minutes left. We're going to drop some too much government news on you. This segment sponsored by Enerfood, enerfood.com. That's E-N-E-R food. And I'm proud to say that I took the Enerfood challenge and for a little bit over a month, I've been coffee free and it's difficult at times and I struggle and I miss it. Oh, do I miss it. But uh, I've been rocking out and uh, the Enerfood, uh, green energy drink, powder drink, spirulina, organic chlorella. It's basically filled with everything you need to get your day started and to keep your immune system boosted. So you can fight for freedom more effectively and efficiently. But we got too much government news. This one ties in with the topic of the show. Too much government news. Yeah. So apparently six members of the Orlando Food Not Bombs organization, this is a more left-leaning organization. They're trying to fight against the war, and they're doing it by basically getting out there and saying, look, guys, we don't need to be bombing people in foreign foreign wars. We need to be helping out everybody here, you know, the little guy. There's a lot of people struggling here in the States, and a lot of that has to do, again, with the war and all the expensive costs that are being gobbled up in that. But apparently six members of Food Not Bombs were arrested at the park, a public park for feeding the homeless. You got to see this video, folks. You can just search Food Not Bombs Arrested Orlando. And they got about six people out there. They got a full food line. Uh, you know, they got the sternos, they got the, the buffet plates, and there's small children, there's homeless families that are walking up, getting served. It's a beautiful scene. It's what America should be all about. And then come the big goons the big police state goons, to enforce their local city monopoly ordinance against serving food without a permit 
in public spaces. And yes, they all got arrested. This was actually in protest. They were doing civil disobedience because they had gotten arrested the week before. So if you ask me, that's too much government. Obviously, the government welfare program isn't working to feed these people or there wouldn't be a demand for activists to get out there and do it, for the community to do it. But that's the way things should be done. And that's what we push for here on the Live Free Now radio show. You don't need to pass a bill. You don't need to go get the ordinance changed. I think it's incumbent upon people to just get out there, get out there and live free. And if you see people that need food, go ahead and help them out out of the kindness of your heart. And I think that's something that we can do to make this country a much better place. Not only that, but we can also get out of these multiple foreign wars of aggression, five and a half or six and a half. But why don't you give us the websites people can check out to get more information about that one more time. We got all the bad news in the whole wide world updated all day, every day, including my birthday and Christmas and everything. And that's antiwar.com. We've been against them all since 1995 when Bill Clinton was invading the Balkans. Uh, all my interview archives are at antiwar.com slash radio. Right on. This is the Live Free Now radio show. Jason Rink, John Bush, Scott Horton, thanks for coming on. Stick around. Check us out next week, ladies and gentlemen.